Welcome everybody. We are going to uh, get started with a new, a new book, a new story from the Breslov Book Club of Thornhill. Um, everybody should remember to check out our YouTube channel and uh, connect over there to be able to see the shirim from the past and what we do ongoing. And Emir Tashem will continue to uh, learn some deep and awesome Torah together. Um, so we finished, two weeks ago I guess, we finished finally the story of our lives, which was based on the uh, book, the story by Rabbi Nachman called The Lost Princess. And um, it was a very, very special experience for for those of us who persevered through the whole thing. It was mamash amazing and very, for me, life-changing. And I see that as I'm working through this new story, the Chacham and the Tam, um, it's mamash life-changing information, life-changing ideas. It's going to be very special. However, it's going to be quite different. We were very blessed to have the book that, that Rabbi Klein wrote, where everything was laid out for us. All the research was done and everything was, was very clear. There's a lot of, of uh, amazing Torah out there on this story that we're about to learn. I have some Svarim from Rabbi uh, Nissen David Kivak. I have some, some other uh, uh, commentary, older commentaries on the Breslov stories that bring beautiful, beautiful ideas. And there's other Shirim from also a Sefer from Rabbi Avram Svi Kluger that has a whole section on this concept. There's a lot to bring, a lot of awesome stuff that we're going to get to, but we're going to have to figure it out as we go, because it's not, it's not all laid out like it was the last time. But Nimritz Hashem, it'll go well. Um, in addition to that, we have this book written by Rabbi Arush, Roshalom Arush, called The Garden of Amuna. This is going to be our guidebook through this story. Because it's a good, it's, it's, it's English and Hebrew. I don't know if it has Hebrew, actually. I think it's just English, this version. But there's a Hebrew version. And it goes through the book in a way that we can read it and we can be on the same page literally together. Um, and as I'm going through this book, I see, you know, he's really, uh, brings such amazing ideas. So we're going to have the, the beautiful Torah of, of Rav Arush. We're going to have the Torah of... of uh, of of Rav Kivak, from Rav Moshe Weinberger, from from Rav Ramsi Kluger, and from the the Rubenzemaisius, the old commentaries. We're going to do what we can to understand deep ideas in this story. The story itself is a little longer than the, than the story of the Lost Princess, so I think we will not start by reading through the entire story, like here right now, like we did in the last time. I think we'll take it step by step as we go through. We'll read the story. If you have the book, it's Kedai. It's a good idea to read through the whole story at the beginning. It's um, Lori. It's the Garden of Wisdom, not the Garden of Amuna. A different one. See? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, but we're going to hold on and we're going and, and to go step by step. Um, so today's, today's, uh, today's Chabura 
will be, I think we'll do the same format that we did in the past, where I'll give over somewhat of a, of a shear for the first part of the, of the class, and we'll try to hold our questions, if we can, till, till the end. Um, but I would appreciate, you know, some, some more discussion and, and comments and questions at the end. We always have some people who like to, who like to discuss, but let's, let's try and, and, uh, and, you know, at the end, let's try to have some, please bring up some points, bring up some discussion points, and let's, I want to hear from you guys as well. Not just to not just to be a place for me to talk. <laughs> um, yeah, and so this year we're going to start at the beginning, and um, there's going to be a lot of introduction and a lot of discussion about about what we're really talking about. Um, so let's just start with the title. So in the in the books in the in the in the Hebrew books it says it says uh, it's a ma'isa mechacham v'tam. It's the story of the, the Chacham and the Tam. So much of our discussion throughout the entire Sefer is going to be to understand what these two things mean. What are the characteristics of these two types of people? And, and, and how, do, how do we take these, this understanding that Rabbi Nachman is giving us and use it as a way to improve our own lives, to improve our connection to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, to, 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 give ourselves, to give ourselves happiness, right? By understanding these two things. This is why Rabbi Nachman is telling us this. He's giving us over uh, this, the story f- for this reason. So Chacham Vatam. Chacham is a word that means um, a wise person. A wise person. And Tam is a word that means a simple person. However, these are really, really, really not what we're talking about over here. The Chacham in this story is, it's the word Chacham is used almost like tongue-in-cheek. It means someone who is, who is very smart, very bright. Their mind works quickly and they can understand things, right? But, you know, when, when we say a person is wise, we don't usually mean that, that they're, the, they're the most brilliant person out there. We mean that they have some type of like sage wisdom that they, you know, they've developed through life experiences and this person can, can give advice and can, right? Wisdom usually means when someone's wise, it usually means something like this. The, the, the Chacham in this story is, is like the opposite of that. Someone who's very bright and can understand things and can pick things up quickly and Ramesh is a smart, quick, bright person but really lacking that type of wisdom that we, that, that we really appreciate of a, of, a, of a sage, wise person. So one of the things I was thinking that's going to be difficult is, is we always, we're not going to translate this term much more. We're going to keep talking about what it really means, but we're just going to keep calling him the Chacham, the Chacham and the Tam, okay? Because we, we can't keep, keep, keep using a, some kind of, tongue-in-cheek English word over and over again in, in the story. He's the Chacham, okay? But we know he's not, doesn't have real Chachma, okay? And Tam means, uh, means a simple person. Tam, it, it, it could be used in a way to say that a person is, is uh, kind of dumb, right? The Tam in this story is someone who doesn't have the intellectual prowess of the Chacham. It's true. He doesn't have that power. He's not so quick. He doesn't pick things up as quickly. But he's not stupid. 
He's not. He's not what's called a, a tipesh. We're gonna see. We're gonna see over here. He's just. He's not as quick. But he has some qualities that 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 that, that give him happiness. That give him success and give him the ability to live life towards fulfilling his ultimate purpose. And you see throughout the story that Tom continues to become happier, more successful, and even in the end becomes an, becomes someone with a powerful intellect because of his vision from the beginning, because of the way he is, because of who he is, because of his pathway of Tamimus, which we're going to have to keep keep defining and understanding. He's able to grow up in this way. And the Chacham is the opposite. He descends lower and lower and lower and farther and farther. Right? Okay, so um, we're going to start at the beginning here. And when I say the beginning, we're going to go in this book to page 53, um, which is the beginning of chapter 1. And we're going to start to learn a little bit from Rabbi Arish's Sefer. And uh, then we're going to go into Rabbi Kivak's Sefer. For, for some other deeper understanding. So it starts like this. A tale of two... The, the, this chapter is titled, The Disadvantage is the Advantage. A tale... This is the story. A tale of two householders in one city who were very wealthy. They had large houses and they had two sons. Each had a son, both of whom learned in the same classroom. And of these two sons, one was bright and the other was simple, simple-minded. He was not stupid, just that his intellect was simple and on a low level. This is how the story starts. A little farther. And these two sons loved each other very much. Despite the fact that one was clever and the other was simple with low-level intelligence, even so, they loved each other very much. So... The striking thing at the beginning of the story is we see that these two, these two little kids, they grow up in the same city and they're born into the same circumstance. They both, have, they both are born into wealth, wealthy houses. They both learn in the same classroom. And one is simple and one is bright. And they love each other. This is the only difference that we see is that one is a chacham, one is bright, and one is simple. That's all we see at the beginning. So, one of the things over here that we're seeing at the beginning is that we see that they really both had the same opportunities. We're not going to say that this person who's the chacham, who's going to continue to descend and continue to revel in his own, in his own brightness and go through all these paths throughout the world, it wasn't destined to be like that. He didn't have to be like that. He was born into the same circumstances. And even in the beginning of his life, he, he, he loved his simple friend. He had a good heart and was in a good place. So he says over here on page 54, the purpose of Ibn Nachman's tale is to teach us that success doesn't depend on someone's talents, intelligence, strength, riches, or anything else. Success depends on a person's simple and innocent faith, with leads, which leads to truly a good life. At, like Rabbi Arush's Derek always is, he's pointing out to us that everything comes down to emuna, and, and we're going to see how Rabbi Arush's view of emuna is channeled in a particular, through a particular lens into this story. 
So someone who has, who, has, who has a muna and is able to live a life is going to teach us how to live a life of simplicity, to be happy, to, to, to be successful, to work towards what, 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 what our purpose is without falling into the traps of, of intellect, sophistication, right? This is what we're going to see. So let's see what, what Rabbi Arush says about the relationship between these two. He says on page 55, Despite the clever boy's quick mind, he had not yet attained the character trait of arrogance. Since he did not feel superior to the simple one, they could be close friends. So Rabbi Arush is taking it this way. <clears throat> he's saying, you know what? This guy, the Chacham, he's going to go off. And he's going to become, he's going to realize his strengths. He's going to become arrogant. And from that arrogance, it's going to take him down the wrong path. It's going to cause him to diverge from this path of towards Imuna, towards purpose. And arrogance is going to sour him in his relationship to his simple friend, which means it's going to sour him to the true purpose and path in life. But he's not there yet. Right now, he's a nice, he's a nice young boy who happens to be really smart. He had the roots of a good character, just like the simple one. This is an important point to keep in mind, which helps us avoid the misconception that the clever one had no chance to attain positive character traits. That's not what we're dealing with over here. Right? So, Rami Arish is putting these things on, on, on two levels, on, on two opposing, opposing columns. The first difference between these two, which we're going we're gonna to keep adding to these columns. I have a whole list of, of different traits for each one of these people over here. We're going to keep adding to The first one is... Over here, on one side, we have emuna, and on the other side, we have arrogance. Arrogance. These two things cannot go together. Arrogance means, we're going to see, I figure things out. I decide what I'm going to do. I decide what's best. I decide what's right. And emuna means, I listen to Hashem. I talk to Hashem. I, I speak to Hashem. I, I pray to Hashem. And I'm always thinking, not, am I deciding if this is the right thing for me? Is this a good thing to do? I'm thinking, is this what Hashem wants for me right now? Is this a good thing for me to do in the eyes of Hashem? Am I following my path? Am I following my purpose? Am I contributing to the world in a meaningful way? These types of thoughts are the thoughts that a Tom has. Once again, Tom's not stupid. Tom is always thinking about what's going on in, in, in his life. A Tom is always, is always trying to figure out, am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right path? But just it's coming from a place of, of, of is it Ratzon Hashem? Does Hashem want me to be doing this right now or not? As opposed to the Chacham, who is only thinking, have I decided that this is good enough for me right now? Very, very, very big difference. So he says like this, the reason that he titled this chapter, um, The Disadvantage is the Advantage, because he says, at this stage in their existence, they're happy. And they get along well. And we're going to see in Rav Kivak what that means. But, but um, when a person has success, when a person is experiencing uh, uh, success and, the, and they, they see their, their own attributes coming out and being, and being successful, that becomes a test for them. It puts them into a place of test. From this place now, will I be able to, 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 to take all the credit for everything? Am I going to start to say, oh, 
I realize now I can do things. Oh, I'm good at this. I'm good at that. Are they going to start putting that on them and taking all the credit for everything and becoming egotistical and arrogant? Or are they still going to attribute it to Hashem? So it's much easier sometimes, he says, for, for, for a poor person to attribute things to Hashem. Okay, I, I, I don't have enough, I don't have much money and it's hard for me to feed my family. Okay, this is the way Hashem wanted it. Right? That's, what, that, that, that's the way a poor person can look at things. But what about a person who just built an empire? What about a person who started a business and it's successful and they're making money and things are going great and they gotta, they're able to buy the house and the car and everything and their status, right? It's very hard to say, oh, that was Hashem. That wasn't me. It's easy to blame Hashem for, for poverty, but it's hard to attribute success to Hashem when I did it with my own hands, right? So this is what he says. It's going to be, it's going to be you know, part of the nature of these two people as well. He says like this. Just let's, let's finish with a quote on this chapter from Rabbi Arush. Hashem gives us our individual talents and aptitudes for the purpose of getting close to Him and not as a means to trample others. Someone who passes the test of success with Amuna will also be able to deal with setbacks and not fall apart. Someone who can successfully weather life's in inevitable stumbling blocks as well as life's successes will surely attain a lofty level of character development. Okay, so this is the way that Ramarosh explains the very beginning. They came from the same place and the, the Chacham started off with, with good character traits and with a good heart. But it's going to be arrogance that pulls him off. Whereas the Tam is going to stay with Amuna and is going to stay with a simple faith in Hashem and always attributing everything to Hashem and that's going to be his success. Okay, everybody with me? Okay. There's going to be a lot to talk about as we get in here, by the way. So, question. Question. What, what are we talking about that they started off in these two houses? Bias. They, 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 they lived in two big houses. And they were wealthy. They were great in wealth. What's the idea over here? So he says like this. What does it mean to have a big house? To have a nice, comfortable big house means I have true menucha. I feel at rest. I feel secure. I feel comfortable. He wasn't telling us that they had nice houses. He was telling us that they lived in a state of spiritual comfort at this point. Contentment, spiritual contentment. Menuchamitis. Now, a few psukim here that are good. Tam hatoiv shal taimur uki toiv Hashem. One of the psukim that we say in, in, uh, in Davening, psukim is in Shabbos. Tamur uki toiv Hashem. Taste and see that Hashem is good. They lived in this world, they lived in, in a situation where this is what they felt. They could see goodness, comfort, and contentment with spirituality where they were. Menuchas Ava, Nadava, Hashkid, Vavetach, we say this by Shabbos Mincha. They had this menucha of love, this, 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 this contentment of love and, and, and tranquility, secure tranquility. They had the Tam Shal Yitzias Mitzrayim, Kaidim Bias Amalek. They had the taste in them of being take, having left Mitzrayim before the war of Amalek, meaning a time that's called the Dordea, right? 
where Hashem, with His hands basically, took us out of Mitzrayim. And, and we had this incredible relationship of deep prophecy with Hashem and miracles constantly happening, a state of, of spiritual security and contentment. Right? This is where they lived. When a person is in such a state, every word of, of, of tefillah is b'mesikos, is with sweetness, is sweet. Right? In other words, we, we get sometimes into, into a state where we feel like this. We feel spiritually fulfilled, spiritually content. We feel secure. And, 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 and when, I, when I learn Torah, it's inspiring and I have, I have desire and energy for it. And, and, and my, every word of my prayers is like sweet, like I want to talk to Hashem. And relationships are good and, and, and healthy and positive, right? Who? Tam shel shlemus. This is the taste of shlemus. Shlemus means being complete. An aspect of like, sometimes it's translated as like perfection, but it really means completeness. I feel complete, right? This is where they started off. Both of them started off like this. And they were, the two of them were called bale batim. What does, what, what does bale batim mean? Uh, to be a baal, means to be, one of the ways we translate it is a master. A master of the house. I'm not trying to make you think about Les Mis right now, but master of the house, right? What does that mean? Allah, he, that they were the masters of their own, of, the, of, their, of, of themselves, of their own houses. And, and whatever happened to them was in this aspect of, 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 of bias. Everything that happened in the world was in the bias. What does that mean in the house? It means that nothing prevented them, stopped them, or pushed them away from being basimcha, from being happy in their relationship with Hashem. Why? Because they had this tremendous, sweet, awesome base of, of holiness and, and emunah and connection. Right? This is where they lived. This is what it was like. Because they were always in this realm of shlemos. Okay? So, this is where they started. So we have, to ask, we have to ask a question. There's something interesting over here. Why is it that this Chacham loved the Tam? It's, he says, it's an Indian pele. It's wondrous. It doesn't really make sense. Why did this, usually, we have this thing, this concept that we say, min oheves minoi. Right? One type of person likes his type of person. Right? And usually, someone who's, 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 who's a smart person, who's a quick person, they, 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 they may tire of dealing with simple people. I don't want to hang out with... with I, I want to be with the upper echelon people, right? So why did this kid, this little Chacham kid, love the Tom kid? Why did he love the simple kid? So, in, in, in his words, Shu inyan pele, sheyeled Chacham upikeach yehav esapashat. They should love the simple. So it's like this, Ella. When someone is living in this realm of menucha ruuya, of, of, of palpable menucha, contentment, with spiritual wealth. Spiritual wealth. In such a situation, Havana, understanding, intellect, goes together with tamimus. Tamimus is the is the the 
the, 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 the living of the tam, tamimus, simplicity. Understanding and simplicity go together, hand in hand, when there's spiritual contentment. The, the, the tam realizes that he needs the, the, the bar havana. Bar havana means a person of understanding. He doesn't always know. So he can ask the, the bar havana, you know, what, is this the right thing to do? Does this make sense? And he can tell him. And more importantly, the Chacham knows in this situation that more than anything, he needs Tamimus. He needs simplicity. He needs innocence. He needs that type of connection. And Vyashrus, moral uprightness. He needs just that sweet, innocent simplicity. He wants this. He sees it, and this is, and he he sees that this is what he needs. So this is why, at the beginning of the of the story, nothing's pulling them off from here, and those things really should work very well together. Rabbi Nachman is not telling us that you know. Look around our chevra over here, and whoever whoever we deal with, there's different levels of of intellectual capabilities. Some people are quick and bright and smart. Other people are not, are, are are not so much. He's not telling us that you have to be one or the other. He's telling us, and this is important for us to know, that none of us, no single person, is one of these only. No, none of us are just a, a chacham or just a tam. We have these two faculties within us. And really, they're supposed to work together. And when they work together, things are amazing. This is where the story starts, in this amazing, amazing place. So this is why, in the beginning of the story, um... It says like this. Hainu, Shafil Kashemis Brahbaras Adam Khachamula, even when Hashem creates someone very wise, Yeshba Bemis Nakuda Shaltimus Banafshay, that person is still gonna have a, an aspect and a point of Tamimus, of simplicity and sweetness in in their soul. And so too with the Tam, Mukhshiesh by Nakuda Nukunas Barhavana, he's also gonna have this aspect of being an, a person of understanding. Right? This is one of the main points. If the Tam, the simple person, doesn't use his ability to think and to understand and, 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 and is, is just, is just a, a person who doesn't think at all, then they're what's called a Tipesh. That's called a stupid person. And that's not what we're talking about over here. We're talking about someone who has limited understanding, but they use it for a purpose. And, and Rabbi Nachman tells us over here, he tells us this is not who he was, rather, Tam Vapashat. Okay? So, what's the difference? What's the difference between the two? What's the difference between this guy that we want to be, that's called the Tam, Tamimus? And the guy that we don't want to be, the tipesh, tipshus. What's the difference? What's the difference between a simple person and a stupid person? What's the difference? So he says, emes tam There's a major difference between a tam and a shaita, a simple person and a stupid person. His heart is like blocked up, kind of, I guess. And he does not think at all. He's not thinking. Meaning, like, 
This is, this, is, this is the person who just wanders through the world and they do whatever comes in front of them. They don't think about, is this good, is this bad? They don't think about, am I doing good? Am I contributing? Am I building relationships? Am I, am I? They don't think about anything. They don't have a quick mind, but, and, but even what they have, they don't use to think about what they're doing in the world. They just go through the world without thinking. And I hate to say it, I'm sure you'll all, you'll all understand what I'm saying over here, but many of us live this aspect throughout portions of our life in a very unfortunately powerful way, right? You know this thing that I talk about a lot about being a robot? Just walking around the world and like, just not thinking about, about what am I doing today? Am I, am I thinking about my mission? Am I thinking about my purpose? Am I thinking about Hashem and, and fixing the world and being a partner with Hashem? Or am I just plugged into the rat race the craziness that is this world. If I am going through my life and not thinking about what I'm doing, <laughs> he's telling us right here, I'm not saying it. He's saying it. <laughs> I'm a tipesh. I'm being stupid. Right? And, and it's the worst thing that we can do. Achatam. What, what, what's, what does a simple person do? He's thinking about everything that he's doing. What's going to be for, for me with this? It's, if it's going to do something good, I'm going to do it. And if not, not. Another one, another important point. Without... without Jokingness without with, without clowning around, right? He's not making a joke. He's just seriously going around and looking: is this good for me or not? In the in in chapter two, which we're gonna probably get to a little bit today, also, one of the the, the next things that Rabbi, that Ravarish says is the main tool of the Tam is tefillah, is prayer, and especially. What 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 uh, what Rabbi Brody trans- translates from Ravarish as personal prayer, hispoidus, talking things through with Hashem, the tam, the tam it always. An- another aspect of these two is that the tam is an internal person, and the 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 chacham is an external person. The chacham is looking around. Oh, what I I need to do this. I need to. What's next? What else can I? It's never, never looking inward at who I am, what am I doing here, what are my talents. His kin doesn't have communication with Hashem. The person, Sandra, what do I say as a person of Emuna all the time? The person who has calm confidence. Why does a person of Emuna have calm confidence? Because they, they, they daily are, are attached to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and sorting things out. Thinking about what am I doing with my life? What am I doing today? Is this thing that I'm going to do? I, I already talked to Hashem about it. It's a, it's done. It's a conclu- it's foregone conclusion. I know I know what's right and what's wrong. In, in, in when 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 a question comes up, so I'm able to live in that realm, thought well thought out, simp- with total simplicity. Is this good for me? Does Hashem want this to happen? Is this is this part of my purpose or not? If it's good, I'm going to do it. If it's not, I'm not going to do it. But Rabbi, is it that simple? Yes. 
It's that simple. It really is. So this is what this is what the Tom does. Always connected, always thinking along these lines. So once again, not a tipesh, not someone who doesn't think, right? So, but someone who thinks in this simplistic way: Is this good for me or not? So they have tremendous love for each other, these two. Why? Because when there's ashirus, when there's wealth, that means what? What is the spiritual wealth that they lived in, even the Chacham at that time? He loved the Tam. What is it? What is it that makes these things go together so sweetly in such a special way? Is when the Chacham knows that all thought, all intellect, all understanding is only there to lead me towards Tamimus. Is only there to lead me towards Tamimus. Simplicity. Once again, simplicity doesn't mean stupid. Simplicity means I, I, I know my purpose. I know Imuna. That's what it's... It, my intellect, all the learning that I do, no matter how deep it is and how powerful it is, whether it's the hardest Gemara or the hardest Kabbalah, whatever it is, it means nothing if it doesn't just connect me to HaKadosh Baruch Right? And we see, unfortunately, that there's a huge portion of religious Jews out there who spend a lot of time studying Torah and learning. And they literally... Never ever think about this. Never think about Hashem. Never think about uh, am, am, am I connecting to Hashem with this learning? Am, is, am I using it to, to, to help me through my life to become stronger in Amuna, to fulfill my purpose in the world? Right? I, you could go for months and months and months of sitting in yeshiva for 16 hours a day, like we said, and never once think about Hashem. It's really possible. Right? That Havana has to lead me to Tumimus. So, this is the relationship on a deeper level of the Chacham to the Tam. You guys with me on this? It's fantastic, right? So, he's going he's gonna, to, this next, this next idea, he's going to bring up. Um, another point that's going to introduce us to a couple of the ideas that distinguish between the, the Chacham and the Tam. Okay? He says like this. The evil force of Amalek. Right? In the past, in, in the Lost Princess, we saw that the power of Amalek was, in one sense, to cool us down. Right? Amalek cools us down. So, we also saw that another aspect of Amalek is that the gematria of the word Amalek is the same gematria as the word for doubt, which means which is suffolk, right? So what does it mean to be a person of doubt? I'm always worried. I don't know what's flying. I don't know what's happening. I don't have the calm confidence of Emuna. I don't have anything figured out. I don't have what, what, what Rabbi Nachman calls Yishu Hadas, Right? I haven't settled myself. So Amalek, Amalek steals from a person our shlemus, our completeness. And 
And he causes us to be worrying all the time about what we're lacking. What am I missing? What am I doing wrong? Shehi machala amuka It's a tremendous, it's a disease, he says. Shamalik machnes boy hargashes Amalek is putting into us the, oh, the feeling constantly that we're missing something. This is going to be one of the main features of the Chacham. He's never happy where he is. He's always looking somewhere else. He's never looking where he is right now. So, we're going to see later on in the story, as, as we get to it, that, that this idea, one of the characteristics of being a Tam, of living with Tamimus, is being present, being here right now. And why is it so important and powerful? I feel like we're going to say this over and over again. Is because if I know, if I have a Muna, and I know that Hashem put me where I am right now, at every moment, that means that I just have to be here. Hashem put me here. I just have to be here. And I have to do whatever I'm supposed to do right here, right now. Kolzman, as long as I'm looking elsewhere, and I'm, 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 I'm saying, oh, if only I could do this, if only I could do that, then I would have real holiness, then I would have real success, right? I'm not here. Remember the famous Baal Shem Tov? The Makom Sha'adam Choyshev, a place where a person thinks, Sham Kol Ha'adam, wherever my thoughts are, that's my whole existence. And if my thoughts are always somewhere else, I don't exist, I'm not here. I, my thoughts are over there, and, and I'm not there. So I'm like in limbo. I'm not actually existing in the world. So presence, being here in the moment, is a holy, holy avoida. Because it's, it's, it's me saying, I'm here, Hashem put me here. I have a job to do right now at every moment. At every moment. So in, right? So Kivak explains it like this. This can affect us also in the mitzvahs that we do. He says, a person can feel, can be worried. Am I feeling the holiness of Shabbos or not? And if I don't feel the holiness of Shabbos, it must be that I'm doing it wrong or there's something wrong with me. It's not good what I'm doing. My avoidance Hashem, the mitzvahs that I'm doing for Hashem are, are lacking. It's not good. Right? You know what the truth is though? If you're a Jew and you're, it's Shabbos and you don't feel it, but you know what? It's Shabbos. Right now it's Shabbos. I should just be thankful that Hashem made me. Hashem made Shabbos and I'm here right now in Shabbos and I'm, I'm, I'm keeping Shabbos and I'm going to have my three meals of Shabbos. Okay, I, I don't feel it right now. Chas I should, I should, I should, I should allow that to take me out of the place I am right now. Okay, Hashem didn't want me to feel Shabbos today. But it's Shabbos, and thank you, Hashem, for allowing me to, to, to keep Shabbos. Okay. You're going to be able to, to, to raise all these things up. But you can only do it. You know how we're going to get to that next level and how we're going to raise those things up? When I believe that the mikvah is a mikvah, 
Meaning, it doesn't matter if I didn't, maybe I, I didn't do it exactly right, or I didn't, I didn't have the right kavana, right? Like sometimes, you know, uh, the mikvah is one of these things where uh, I've spoken to many people, both men and women, and they're all like, what, what's the kavana that I should have in the mikvah? I want to really make it special. I want to make it important. I want to go in and I want to, I want to do the mitzvah properly and I want to think about it and I want to, what's the kavanas of the Arizal? What's the, uh, you know, what should a woman be thinking when she's doing it? What should a gear be thinking when they're doing, right? All these, all these deep things. And, you know, oftentimes, whatever, it's busy in the mikveh and you don't have time, so you go and you dunk and it comes out, right? And maybe you didn't have the deepest experience. And the worst thing that a person can do is, 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 is look at that and be upset with it and say, oh, I got I to gotta, I gotta do it again. I, gotta, I've, I have to, not ascribing value to that. But if, we, if we're ma'amin, that the mikvah is a mikvah. I, I, I did the mikvah. I went to the mikvah. It wasn't perfect exactly the way that I wanted it. You know what? It was the way Hashem wanted it. It was the way Hashem wanted it. When you, when you see the mezuzah in your house, Okay, you don't always remember to think, thank Hashem for taking care of you the whole t- every time you walk by a mezuzah. Okay, but you know what? You have a mezuzah in your house. You did it. You, you did the mitzvah mezuzah. The tefillin is tefillin. The tzitzis are tzitzis. I, have a, I, I know somebody who unfortunately started going very, very much off the derech. But the first thing that this person, that this person thought, this person is mamish achacham. Like this, this kind of chacham. Mamish achacham. And this person said, you know, why, why am I putting on tefillin? I want to experience meditative bliss. And tefillin doesn't do anything. This is a person who put on tefillin for years and years and years and years. Right? This, this is not doing anything. I, I, don't, I don't get anything from this. Right? And so this person continued down a path of always looking for something unattainable always expecting something else and never being happy with where they were and never focusing on where they were and, and just got further and further and further away, which is one thing, but at the same time, the person got more and more and more unhappy, more and more and more detached from a good life and went down and down and down and down. You know what? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't have a blissful, amazing Kabbalistic experience when you put on your film today. Okay, keep working on it. <laughs> it could get better and better. But you know what you did? You, you know who was happy with your tefillin today? Hashem was. You should be happy too. Right? And your tzitzis are your tzitzis. The chacham is always, is always looking for the day. When am I going to be entering into Avodah Hashem? Oh, when am I going to be experiencing the heights of holiness. This is what I'm looking for. It has to be the way that I envision it. Right? This is the biggest trap of the Chacham. Because while it's, it's fantastic for us to work towards holy experiences and to have like, like ecstatic religious experiences, it happens. It's amazing. It's good. Right? But when we get it in our heads that I know what I need and I know what, what I'm supposed to be doing, and by doing that, I ignore what I'm really supposed to be doing, which is where Hashem put me, and what, I, what Hashem is asking me to accomplish right now. If I need to do mitzvahs without an ecstatic sense of, 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 of meditative bliss, it's because Hashem says, hold on, you got a lot of work to do in the lower levels before you're going to be ready to get there. There's a lot that needs to be 
cleared out of the garbage can first, right? Okay, so as long as I know that whatever, I didn't do everything perfect, but I know that I did a little bit of Ratzon Hashem today. I did something good. So the Bar Havana, together at the beginning, when things are going good, is as long as the Bar Havana, as long as the person of, of intellectual prowess knows that my intellect is there only to bring goodness, to bring happiness, to bring emuna, to bring purpose into the world. That's when things go the, the, way, the way they're supposed to. And that's a little bit of a deeper understanding of where the story starts. Because from there, it's going downhill. Big time. <laughs> it's going to get bad. Right? So, um, I think, maybe, um, chapter two is very long. And, uh, and we're gonna, that's when we're going to start to really get into um, some of the kishkas of this whole idea. And we're going to start really working on, on this, uh, this, this, uh, this chart that's going to explain to us what the Chacham is and what the Tam is and what those attributes are. We're really going to get into it. And I think maybe, you know, we've been, it's 45 minutes today. So let's stop now. This is the introduction. This is the intro, introductory class. If anybody has comments, questions, anything that they want to say, please, you know, let's hear. And we go, yeah, Sandra, what do you got? Since I've read the book a couple times, yeah. and he refers to more the clever, which I think is a very... To me, that's more appropriate because clever has such arrogance. So I don't know if the if the if the intellect becomes clever becomes that, or if he. I'm not quite sure if that's a starting point or if it's an evolution point or de-evolution. I don't right, know. Right. I'm just curious. Clever is a good word. It has a little bit of a connotation of like, ah, oh, of like that kind of um, swag, so swaggery sort of uh, sort of uh, in, intellect, right? Yeah, the know-it-all. The, the know-it-all, know know the know-it-all, right. They know everything. But for sure, he doesn't start off like that, right? He doesn't start off like that. And he's going to get there, unfortunately. But yeah, I think that's a that's an important point. But it's the same thing in Hebrew, too, like in, in modern Hebrew. Yeah. Slang, when you call someone a chacham, oh, you're such a chacham. Right, like, right. It's just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vered's saying that, you know, you could say the same thing in modern Hebrew. You say, you say, oh, look who's a chacham. Meaning, like tongue-in-cheek again, right? Like, we're not saying he's really wise. It's a, it's a smart you-know-what, right? Smarty pants. Clever, smarty, smarty pants. Right, yeah. That's the word that, we're looking for. The simple one is, it's, he's, you know, it's, oh, I'm going through something now, but it's so profound, like that simplicity, and I agree, it's not stupidity, although I hate to say at times in my life I've been stupid, and, you know, I Me think too. about it. Yeah. Not to say I'm putting myself down, I just think I just mindless like just make decisions impulsive irrational like just times in my life and it, it comes back to bite you like I'm dealing with something now after two years you know so yeah. it's interesting and so yeah like simplicity is huge yeah. just huge yeah. it's also bringing it back down the basics right like simplicity takes away all the fluff and gets right. to the core oh that's a good point <clears throat> they're saying that simplicity cuts away all of cuts away the fluff and gets down to the core, right? This is the main thing that Rabbi Arush is really going to focus on, but but is is that there's there's an ultimate goal, right? And this is this is this is where the Chacham is going to lose it, 
the ultimate goal is not all of these things. It's not even, we're going to see it next week, he, he realizes at one point that he's supposed to get married. That that's, that's, that's the goal of life, is to get married. And he says, that's, that, that, who said that's the goal of life? That's not the goal. The goal is not to be married. We're supposed to get married in order to help us with the goal. And what's the goal? The goal is just, is dveikas Bashem, is closeness to Hashem, is coming closer throughout my life, closer and closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's it. Imuna and, and, and Kirvas Elokim, Dveikas to Hashem. That's what we're looking for. And, and the Tam is, always has that at, at, at the forefront. And when, you, when, when a person can really live always with that at the forefront, what, what do they do? They cut away all the fluff, like Verit said. And now I can focus, and now I can move towards, to, to, towards my actual goal, towards, not, not my goal, towards the entire purpose of my existence. Right? Fantastic. Anything else? Anybody else? Yeah. But opposites also do attract. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it has to be a complementary where there's a balance. Right. We can't always be the smart ones. We can't always be the right. not smart ones. We have to take a look at right. both sides. Do you guys hear that? Verit says that opposites attract also. Right? And that, and that in that realm, there has to be a balance. And those opposites have to trade off sometimes. Right? There's also the concept of, you know, like a, a mashpia and a makabal. You can't always be either of those. You have to know when to, when to be a mashpia, when to be a makabal. And, and so too over here. The, the, this is the main aspect that, that Rav Kivak said over here. Is that, is that we're, we're not, a, I'm not a tam or a chacham. Completely. We all have both of these aspects within us. And, and, and at some times, you, like, just think about yourself for a second. You know, there's certain points, probably recently, that we've all acted in a stupid chacham way, right? We've done something that we, that just, we, we went after our eyes. We weren't thinking, we, we didn't have our, our eyes on the prize. And we, we whatever, we're going to see. There's plenty, going to be so much to talk about here. Where there was jealousy and looking at other people and, right? I went the wrong way. I, I was not, I, I was not being the Tom, right? Or like we said, there's so many times when we're just not thinking at all. We're not being too clever, and we're not being we're not being mystic and and living with 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 that simplicity. We're just not thinking at all. That's also not good. <laughs> we can't be someone who doesn't think, or we are a tipesh. Well, yeah, and part of that is when you think you know it all. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, there's always something to learn from someone else. Right. Like, you're the smartest person in the room. Right. I have another friend who's, who's uh, I, I heard, uh, interestingly, um, I heard someone say recently that, that smart people never have to tell you they're smart. That's right. <laughs> and I, I, there's a, a number of people in my life that I've, that I've, that I've been connected with that and these people have gone through journeys, right? And um, and there's certain people who they, I know these people, they have to constantly say, see, I'm very smart, and therefore, and then the story begins, right? 
the other hand I have a friend who just recently said yeah you know what I'm I'm super smart I'm just really not wise like they're able to recognize this about themselves very smart quick fast you know deep mind but <laughs> person admittedly just makes terrible decisions and doesn't 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 work with tamimus. They they recognize it, which is a huge step. This is this is what this is. Rabbi Nachman taught, taught taught us this for this purpose that we should all look into ourselves and see that sometimes I'm a chacham, sometimes I'm 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 working with my intellect in the negative way, and I'm going after the pleasures of this world and and ascribing all greatness to myself, right? And I have to work on that. But yep. some, sometimes I'm a tam. Sometimes I, I think about just doing good and living with Imuna and just working towards the ultimate purpose in life of being connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and coming ever closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I've, I have both of these in my life. Rabbi Nachman's telling us. We have to learn how to navigate them and to, to channel them so that, what do we want to do? We want to channel them so that the Chacham loves the Tam and they live Bashiris with total spiritual wealth. Would you say that Rachem is asleep? Like, do you find? Is, would you say that he falls asleep like the viceroy, or like, or it's like completely different? Definitely not completely different. Definitely not, because just just because he's a pikeach, meaning he's a he's a he's a bright person, and his mind is working a lot, right? That's that doesn't mean he's not he's not asleep, right? Like when Rabbi Nachman says asleep, it means I'm asleep. To the to the to the concept uh, that 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 Hashem is everything, that Hashem is the world. Hashem runs everything. Hashkachapratis, purpose, and and kabbalistically, that literally, Hashem is everywhere and everything. Ein oh, very good. Thank you, Sandra. Perfect. Ein oed milvade. If I'm asleep, that's what that's what being asleep means. So the guy can be really using his intellect a lot. Right and thinking and making all these terrible decisions based on poor morals and and whatnot, but totally asleep. Yeah, Vered. No, but that's the thing. It's about having that awareness, and it's not enough to know something. Knowledge is just data. It's about being able to apply it to make the right decisions. And again, looking back to the emotional intelligence, right, which is knowing how to balance between the heart and the mind, right, to make those decisions. Oh, that's a really interesting thing that Vera just said. <coughs> Balancing between the heart and the mind. I wonder if uh, I'll bet you I'm going to write that down on my chart. I'll bet you we're going to we're going to see in a certain way that heart and mind are are two of these sides over here. I think they could be reversed also mm-hmm. if they're not channeled in the right way. Right. But but you know, like the mind is important and the mind is powerful as long as it's going in the path where it's supposed to go. Right? We have to think. We have to use our mind and we have to be smart and we have to we have to learn deep things. And we have to think about life in a deep way. But it has to go it has to go down the right path. It has to be channeled channeled into Emuna. For sure. Lori, you got anything to add? No, it's all been added. It's all good. It's all there so far, okay. Okay. Amazing. Of what I'm learning right now. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Anyway, if uh, please, guys, we're this is a uh, we're still at the beginning over here. We'll put this up online for people to see. Um, tell tell people that we're starting a new a new uh, series here, 
and it's a good it's a good time to start and we're going to have a lot of discussions that's the book the garden of wisdom garden yes. of wisdom yes i think i have maybe like something like four copies left over here if, uh, okay, it went to Miriam's and they didn't have it. I think they have them now. Uh -huh. So they don't all come. In. Oh, great. Okay. And we'll continue, we'll continue together. Okay, every, everyone have uh, an awesome, awesome week.